Hello, Internet, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Camera Corner Podcast. We're your geek slash nerd discussion podcast. We normally take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever we feel like talking about today, and we bat around until we get bored. I'm, as always, your host, Patrick. With me is my co-host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm, I don't have a big gimmick today. Yeah. Uh, also, More serious, I guess. Uh, also <laughs> joining us is a friend of the podcast. Uh, you know, and and I, I guess, I guess the person who's gonna be, who would be our our RPG correspondent, um, Bryce. Say hi, Bryce. Hi, I, I, and I just want to say that normally I get brought up on like what was the last time I was here? Fantasy the, racism. Yeah, yeah, the 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 ancestry episode. All right, all right, like. Anyway, get to today's topic. Uh, you, 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 you're you're always here for the very special uh, episodes of the Cavern Corner <laughs> podcast. And particularly when it comes to, to tabletop gaming, like um, we know where your expertise lies. Yeah. I mean, what what happened to like? Hey, what's your review on Hello Kitty Island Adventure? It's like, oh, what are you gonna do about fantasy space apartheid or something? Well, I mean, what are your views on like, fantasy space apartheid? Did you just say you come up with a Starfinder game about uh, about enslavement? Like literally right before we hit camera? Yeah. Or hit the mic? But. uh... You will gain no information from any of those tangents, but today what we're going to be talking about is is, a, is another one of our roundtable episodes. Um, uh, we'll 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 start with the topic and kind of see where it leads us. Um, what I what my idea f- for this session came from was uh, I was reading through some RPG because I read through a lot of them. It was either Iron Sworn Iron Sworn or Thirsty Sword Lesbians or uh, or a Pathfinder or something. It was. It, it was. It wasn't the one you were doing for Corey. No. It, okay. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't Savage Rifts. Okay. Um. This isn't. This is not nearly uh, uh, forward-minded enough to be to be to come out of the mind of Kevin Simbieta. Um. Savage Rifts is that combining Savage Worlds and Rifts? It is the. It is the Rifts setting with the Savage Worlds system. Is it done by the same people who did Dungeons the Dragoning? No. Where it's like Dungeons and Dragons. No, it's, it's, it's Pinnacle Entertainment. Oh, White Wolf and 40K, they say they're all in one world? No. Okay. God, no. God, Jesus, help us know. <laughs> uh, but while I, while, I was, while I was reading through some book that requires me to roll D6s, uh, I came across a section on uh, accessibility. Um, and one of the uh, concepts that it brings, brings up is these things called RPG safety tools. Um, they're basically, uh, tools used at the table such that, um, someone can kind of pull an emergency break on a session, mm-hmm. um, when they, when they come across content that, uh, they find either uncomfortable or that they, they, that they just don't want to engage with. Um, the, uh, version of these tools that I most know, that I most know about is, uh, the X card by John Stavropoulos. Mm-hmm. There, I'm pretty sure I got his name wrong, but it's really—if like if his name is John, at least he he, he has like half credit. And, and, yep, and you can Google search it on like tinyurl.com/x-card-rpg. Yes, um, and what it is is uh, is a literal you know index card with an X on it um, that you set in the middle of the table and. Uh, if someone feels uncomfortable where, you know, they feels that content in the game, 
They can reach out, either touch the card or lift it up, and play immediately stops. And we uh, move around the uh, content that has been X'd. If it's not obvious, uh, then the GM can talk to them privately if they wish uh, to get around that uh, issue. Right, and rewind the playback and say, all right, at what point did we do we need to... Yeah. Um, not go down this rabbit hole. Though, uh, though I will say, um, you know, this is how this is not a safe word. I, it's not. It is a. It is a. It is a button not to be pressed. It is a. It is not a line to be towed. The goal is not to get up to the border of the X card and then move the other way. Yeah. Um. So. The so the like it's a whole you know you know like 34 page Google doc mm-hmm. explaining the various techniques and uh, what, and of how to use the X card, how to word it, how to introduce it to the table. Um, actually suggests, you know, using it, using it early and just to demystify it so mm-hmm. that someone who might be anxious about it doesn't, there's not that extra hurdle. Right, right, right. That the, the, I don't want to be the first person to use it or use it awkwardly or possibly yeah. feel, uh, Singled out for the individual who to derail, so to speak, and you know maybe work it out with one of your players to have someone comfortable to be the quote unquote fall person or the plant. That there is that 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 technique is actually one of the one of the things that he that he lists. Uh, if if possible, you know get a get a get a clo- get a closer get a pinch hitter to you know just jump on that landmine early. So, so not not to direct. Why does it feel like a lot of project management instructions, training videos, and guidelines for how how to handle disruptive either clients, customers, projects, colleagues, or coworkers are making its way now into RPG systems such as I mean not to go down uh, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. but uh, how to properly handle uh, either disruptive issues people, situations, and uh, it's, it's, it definitely seems to become more mainstream, it, even in your even in your hobbies, uh, all around that social interaction. Uh, because people are bad at it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, like I, I, I brought up, I brought up the, the X card just to open us, open us up, but also one of the other things that kind of uh, made me think of it being such a good uh, show topic, um, there's an entire subreddit called RPG Horror Stories. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we we we, uh, we brought Bryce on a con for con episodes before, and and like for like organized gaming, like, mm-hmm. um, like because so a lot of this is is a little less ap- applicable to like a home game where everyone has already known each other for a long time. A lot. I mean, I've. I have I have stood I have stood vigil over many a game, some of which was my fault. I will I will fully admit that on on the podcast that has been kind of ruined because some people didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> you know, myself included. I, I, I let's say though. All right, go ahead first. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, yeah. I was just saying that like, um, but what I was saying is especially when you're bringing in new people mm-hmm. uh, or people that the uh, the the. When the group doesn't know all the players very well, mm-hmm. yeah. like like I wasn't talking about like our our Thursday game where like um, uh, you probably haven't had or where Patrick himself probably hasn't had an actual conversation with like, anyone at the table. Yeah, almost anyone at the table that's not like me or Corey. Yeah, or Ryan. 
but um, but that's a very different thing from like uh, if we were doing this probably like before I moved to Texas, where it was me, you, Corey, and Ryan back then. Yeah. Uh, when we were just like in our early, fresh out of high school, yeah, like our, our early twenties, late teens, like, um, and we'd known each other for that for so long, like, like, I I still know from then like what buttons to not push on a game with Patrick. I don't include torture in any game that I'm running because I know that Patrick is extremely not okay with it. Uh, and this is true, and but like also the same same t- same token, I could see it being useful for. Like our Sunday group, because you yeah you know that torture is a hot button issue for me. One of our players doesn't know that, and has gone has gone into it several times. Um, like uh, it like it, it was never to the point where I felt like I needed to get up and leave the table, but it 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 will it got to the point where it was even making me uncomfortable. Um, like uh, I'm not gonna th- I'm not gonna say his name because you know you might be listening to this, <laughs> but if you do, you know who you are. I mean, he, I said Sunday game. It's one of four people. Yeah. Stop watching Hostel. <laughs> it's not. It's not a how-to video, damn it. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, but the things like that. It's uh, so I'd say you, you you wouldn't really experience. You shouldn't. I mean, let me qualify. Shouldn't experience a lot of this for like con or uh, the like your adventure league, your Pathfinder Society, your what have you. Since yeah. a lot of those modules, especially nowadays, there are warning labels on the tin. And woe be to the GM that a woefully ignores that, or the uh, p- the people organizing said event. So, yeah, it's I mean, just like all highlight like, hey, there might be themes of suicide, depression, yeah. uh, child abuse. abuse, right? These these flags for people, because once again, it's a game. You come here, you do it on your free time. If you're getting paid, please let me know. But but not everybody. Uh, but to be fair, not all of these. Uh, instances come from the GM having established a scenario. A lot of times, it's a, how a player approaches mm-hmm. the True. solution to the scenario. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's that just to me that makes the the tools themselves kind of valid because a role playing game is half improvisational. Yeah, like you know, un- unless you're unless you're giving your player scripts, you don't know what they're going to do or say. And if you are, that's not a role playing game. That's community theater and not covered under the umbrella of this podcast. But I mean, isn't aren't RPGs actually a play where the the GM's just the director and the the players are the actors? If that was true, uh, our Sunday game would have a musical number every week, and our Wednesday and our Thursday game would have at least two or three. So are you going against show tunes? Oh no, we would all do like that Simpsons streetcar named Desire uh, <laughs> episode essentially. Okay. Or uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer did one. No, no, I, I just I want the, the the Simpsons one specifically where we have like a handsome shirtless Flanders. I don't care. I don't know who it's gonna be. It could be. It, it could be me. It could be Pat. How's a how's a handsome shirtless Flanders different than a normal shirtless Flanders? Well, he was also being like aggressive in the episode. Like he's, oh. he was like kind of the bad guy. Because like uh, he was always he was, like, he's like unreasonably he's like buff. putting the moves on Marge, like because that's what his character is doing to her. We're off topic, like like by a long stretch here, but I'm just saying. I'm like, gonna play I'm down I'm, for some shirtless. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play the X card on uh, shirtless Flanders. <laughs> But, Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> but, but, but so things such as implied, I mean, it, it, I mean that that makes a good example to at least try to get it somewhat on topic of you know implied sexual tension uh, leads into besides the X card like lines and veils where hey here's a line we just don't cross it or veil is 
eh, we, we're not going to go into detail. Sure, Flanders and Marge, they hit it off, and we don't need to... The GM doesn't need to describe them having sex. They don't that need is, to role-play you having sex. That is an excellent point. Um, yes. And I will say, um, as far as the groups that I've been a part of, very, very strangely, and I don't know how this has happened, but multiple times, because uh, in the last, like, since I've been back, uh, Pat, how many times can you think of, our, of our, any of our characters actually uh, having sex at the table? Uh, zero. Uh, really? You're wrong. Uh, Topher got laid um, on, on our Sunday game, my character. And, and well, but it's like, it's, it's like, it, it, was, but, it was it was always a fade to black. It was, but that that's yeah. the point. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Is uh, I was like, even that, I was like, I was like, there was maybe a sentence or two further than I really wanted to go with it, um, <laughs> like where the implication I think could have ended a lot cleaner. Yeah. Um, like yeah, there's there there's been implied uh, sexual content, but like, cause okay, yeah, to, to, to your point, it, it even came up in our in our uh, Tomb of Annihilation game, um, yeah. like. Uh, well, like I know, at least when I was jamming, I was like, "Okay, it happens," and I, I probably literally said it happens and moved on to the next day. Yes, uh, but I, what I was going to say is, for some reason, I've always been involved in them. Uh, even in the even when uh, with in the Ryan's uh, running of of the Wrath of the Righteous, I'm still the one involved in them. Oh, you just got that vibe. I don't know how. I'm like I'm Mate. the only like actively ace person at the table, and for some reason I'm still the one that's like, no, my can't, my character's fucked, guys. Sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> you make you make you make very very fuckable characters. Oh, that's that's especially disturbing considering a what happened at Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> and B Tover. <laughs> <laughs> my Sunday game character is not a good person, and. Uh, and that's an actively disgusting thing to say about I mean, him. But aren't you just living out the '90s edge dream? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, that that no. His his son his, his Sunday character is an actual coward. Yeah, like I was like, no, he's not. He, like, it's it's actually even more a like it's probably like slightly assaulting. He he um the person that he seduced uh, was under false pretenses. He was pretending to be his brother. Yeah. Like yeah, my character's uh, not a good guy. I'm I'm actively an evil character in that game. So so, um, so that's why like when Pat says something about our Sunday game, I'm like I'm like I'm hoping he's not talking about me. But like I try to keep it as toned down as possible, so, like while still getting the point across. So, yeah. Which which leads me back to which so, like did, did we actually explain what lines and veils were? No. So so so. All right. uh, Go ahead. Like uh, I'll they're they're designed by by uh, Ron Edwards. They originally originated actually in a supplement for called Sorcery for a game that was called uh, I think the game was called Sex and Sorcery, um, but the supplement that he wrote introduced this concept of lines and veils, uh, where you know f- for content that you didn't really want to go into gritty detail on, you lay a veil over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically where basically. You know, if two characters are going to get together, we do the CW thing of, okay, they kiss, you know, she straddles them still with her pants on, and then we fade to black as they have the most seemingly awkward undisrobing of all time. Right. Um, and, uh, you, but 
it was taken and expanded into not just sex, but also, you know, gore, um, violent, you know, violence against, uh, against uh, children, violence against old people, violence, uh, uh, you know, do you have, pro- or if they have problems of uh, depicting certain types of disease. Um, okay, okay. I, I, I did, wasn't expecting gore to be veiled that much, especially, well, at least in the context of tabletop fantasy, just because most of them, combat is going to ensue. There's there's, there's a difference between combat and gore. Yeah, uh, okay. this, this is actually something I, w- I would definitely say Pat's more of the expert on, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the gore and the torture stuff go hand in hand with Pat, like so. Because mm-hmm. I used to be real bad about like uh, being an edge lord about like the violence in my games, mm-hmm. and um, um, at first I thought I was just kind of pushing Pat's buttons, and then he actually talked to me about it, and I was just like, oh okay, I'm I'm going way fucking overboard, so, so well past so, any comfort so, so, territory. So is that, yeah. is it, wouldn't that be more of a line then that you that you define and say we don't cross this and you omit that? Comment? Yes, well. well all triggers are not universal. Is what is okay. one, one thing I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like you know, you, like you know, some someone could be involved in a in a tragic car accident where they lost a family member, and they could play in a game. Okay, we we talk about cars, we talk about you know deaths, but what triggers them is snow because mm-hmm. it was snowing when it happened. Um. With the gore, you know, concept, it's not so much like you know. Because this is this is a this is a trigger that I w- I didn't even know that I had mm-hmm. until I was like in my teens. I, re- I remember when I figured it out. It was um, we were at a friend's birthday, uh, yep. and we had went to see a, a movie as like a b- big friend group. I think we was we went to the hostel. It, it was it. It wasn't the it, first one, was it? It was hostel. It was straight up the first hostel. Oh. Called it early. Straight at the first hostel. I, 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 I didn't want to point it out. I didn't want to say it when you said it, but yeah, no, it was yeah. we went and saw hostel in theaters. Um and uh I they knew I didn't like horror. So they just described it as an action movie. We 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 just we need to get some new like, fucking friends, man. I, we, were, I, we, were 15, I, we were 15 16. Yeah. I, we we could drive, I know. Yeah. So we we it, it was we were like 16 17 something like that. Yeah. Um, so you know, little shits. Uh, so we they go we go to the movie and I'm I'm am sitting through it, and I got to like it was a it was a it was a torture scene. Like mm-hmm. I don't I'm probably I'm probably misremembering it because like most of the, most of that experience I blocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember it like that was the first probably the first time in my life I've ever actually had to get up and leave the theater. Um. Like uh, I I don't know what was said about me after I left. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, it was mostly a lot of oh shit we fucked up. Yeah, it was genuinely a lot of like oh okay like we like I knew we didn't like horror but I didn't think it was like this bad. Like at first you were like kind of upset but you weren't like you fucking assholes you were just like oh man like this like this isn't cool and um, and you're usually pretty good about displaying like when you're truly truly upset and so. We were like, okay, you know, we, we've, we've, we're fucking with him, but it, we're, we're doing it for a friend's birthday. Like, he'll, it's fine. Like, he'll just have an uncomfortable experience here. Whatever. And, because, uh, you know, teenagers have no empathy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so but, teenagers are the true villains. <laughs> but when Pat got up and left and then, like, would not come back in, we were like, oh, fuck. We've, we've, this, we, 
this is worse than we thought it was. Yeah, it was. It was after that. It was just like kind of an awkward drive back to uh, the friend's house. Like they, they, like they were silent the whole way back. Uh, you know, the asshole part of me really, really, really wanted to play Halloween by Stephen Lynch, um, but like that was also like something you were like, okay, you know, I'm also not comfortable with that. And I was like, oh, that's just like a that's just pure zany. I don't remember that. I don't remember that song. So <laughs> yes, because I played it. I used to because I had that CD. Uh, oh, I, I believe that you did it to me, but like I, I don't remember that song. Yeah. So circling back. Yeah. You know, as, as I you know list my childhood woes, um, <laughs> but the gore topic. Um, there's a difference between oh, you know, you you swung your sword into the goblin into the goblins you know, neck and decapitated him. Uh, there's a difference between that and, you know, you know, you feel, you feel like you feel just a hint of resistance as the blade, you know, you know, snickers through his throat. You hear the pop of the vertebrae dislodging as the blood, you know, spews up into the air, coating your armor. So, so, so the difference between, I'd say a 5e D and D session and someone narrating a 40 K battle. You're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because those are the elements, at least that. I mean, uh, like the, one, one, one. Because there's a there's a point where I get it. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know you, you go on for another you know paragraph just describing how dead he is. Um, and like some people might not be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. I I am one. You know, call me a bitch all you want. You know. Well, it's, I, I, so, turn this a little bit on its head. So we've got some tools that have been introduced to help make the player experience better. So obviously, the GM or whoever's writing the game could be a group narrative. How do you deal? How would they deal with these extra roadblocks? Not, not to penalize or punish anyone for having stuff content that they're uncomfortable with because we're not monsters. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend a GM or a person running a story try to be able to handle these issues on the fly? So say you say someone doesn't like violence towards children. I mean, that's... And you, you come across a scene where you're, you're having the big bad evil guy or person try to earn their e-card. I'm evil. I'm okay. going to do malicious things. All right, what, what do they do? They burn the orphanage to the ground with all the children inside. Okay, you know. Well, hopefully there were other buildings in the village aside from the orphanage. True. All right, well, that's an easy one. All right. Um, um, like, you know, the, the... Well, if you think about it, in a, in, a, in a land space of, like, full of infinite imagination, all, all side roads should be easy side roads. Like, um... Like the, the, there's there's way there's ways to earn your to earn your e card without being controlled. Is it the same way as like, you know, I would I would say you don't need to go to the women in refrigerators trope for everything. There are other ways for the bad guy to be bad, and other ways to motivate your hero to to confront him. Man, you did you read my notes before I came here? I was immediately gonna go for the uh, the girlfriend in the refrigerator. Yeah. Trope. Um, like uh. Like here, here's one. Like when we were playing Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, I ran like specifically. I wanted a lighthearted little like uh, game where all, everyone was playing like a level one, like superhero vigilante like archetype. Um, 
And I even made like a little like small crimes chart and had everybody roll up for one. Uh, and so one of the players rolled kitten stuck in a uh, fire escape. And so like her character comes across this crying little child and there were very clear points where she didn't know what I was getting at. She didn't, you know, cause sometimes players will be very wary for the other, you know, the other shooter drop. Uh, and we'll be like, Oh, maybe this is leading into something much bigger or worse when it was just, just supposed to be a little child wanting his kitty from, uh, he was like a little, it was like a little three-year-old gnome boy. And so like he, he was like he was afraid that if he didn't get it he was gonna be punished like he was he was he was afraid of his mother getting you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and she immediately went to, is his mother gonna beat him if they don't if he doesn't get this I was like, no he's just upset and he's he, he thinks he's gonna get they're gonna get mad at him but like you can already see like a person like like I could already see her being like oh maybe maybe this is much worse than I'm thinking it is and um and then when right. they got the cat down like she was like are they gonna eat that cat. <laughs> Like no, well, because when he got when he got the, the when he got the dude, she got the cat down. Uh, Jared stated that, that the kid said, "Oh boy, uh, I get, get to, to eat tonight." <laughs> but it was just like because he was because little kids go to di- go to bed without dinner if they get punished sometimes. So it was like the implication was just sometimes she makes them go to bed without dinner. That's what I th- I was thinking. But they were just like fat cat going going to stew. <laughs> Well, no, that, that like when I, I thought I thought she was just you know started like you know he gets to eat tonight like he doesn't get to eat all the time, but like so like even then like in that situation where like I knew how I was doing it anyway, but you know the player is already thinking like maybe it's gonna be more devious than it is. You can still like very quickly like re uh, get yourself back on tracks. Yeah. Um. You know. So. As a so as a GM, you know, getting back to your question, mm-hmm. um, you know, having 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 these like for me, I'd actually kind of see it as kind of liberating because it's it's there to help, it's not there to hurt. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and tell your story, and if it's a problem, then you have if it's a problem for your players, then they have these tools to use. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just saying though, being able to because obviously play is going to come to a halt. Right, as well, that should. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. We shouldn't well, be dragging it, people along. Yeah, for for the for the context of the X card, yes, play would come to a halt. Right. there are different sure, t- sure, uh, sure. tools and techniques that can sure we can or that can be used other, in other ways. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll get to those later. Right. So so for, for the X card, obviously, play comes to a halt. Just trying to manage the expectation because of this disruption. Not once again, not labeling it as bad, what have you, but. Then being able to wind back the story because any person could could trigger this X card. It could be, yeah, it, it could it, be it, like uh, hey, other uh, any player, any uh, even the GM in theory could right. could uh because uh, you could be like, hey, this person has information I want. All right, I'm gonna take charm person, and I'm gonna go drag them into a back room. And it's like, okay, no, well, you know, and at which point yeah, the GM, I. I I'm just saying that it all, it all seems like well, the or, GM has or, you to know, be ready to yeah. alter and do things on the fly just for people. And, and most new modules have multiple ways of going about getting to the objective. Yeah, mo- most new modules have warnings. And, mm-hmm. of course, all of this is superseded by the value know your group. Um, be somewhat socially aware as a GM. Uh, uh, um, a lot of these discussions about 
yays and nays should really be have at your session zero with players beforehand. Just well, so and, and I, we'll, we'll talk about session yeah, zero. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry, because yeah. like, ses- session zero is a is a concept I value very highly. Mm-hmm. We don't like uh, our Thursday and our Sunday group. We don't do it as much, mm-hmm. um, but like it, that, I do I do love that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we get into like group templates, which okay. I, I, which let's, I've talked to you about. Let's go there. Before. Let's go there since. I mean, you we, want to talk? Um, yeah, we can, uh, we can, we can go into it. We've covered the axes, we've covered um, the lines, we've covered the veils. Uh, a uh, concept that I, I actually brought to uh, your group when I was when I was playing with them. Um, many, 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 many of our, of our group's people got uh, nuked by the COVID bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, so you just haven't been able to get back together. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm I am not someone that can. Uh, RP virtually with any form of consistency. Um, but one concept I brought to you guys was that of a group template. Just a, uh, it's a very small like list of like questionnaires uh, to kind of just get everybody on the same page. You you do this before you create characters. Mm-hmm. When we say, hey, we want to play. We we've agreed on a system, like we're gonna play. I don't know, made the RPG. Uh, what, you know, if this was a movie, what would it be rated? You know, are you are you comfortable with uh with a PG thirteen or does it need to be G? You know, you know, you know, just where 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 are we? Why concept on on uh, you know, in on how uh what type of content we want in the game. Uh, then also from there, we go to, okay, what exactly are we going to be doing? Um, you know, are we playing adventurers? Are we playing groundskeepers? Are we playing cops? Are we playing thieves? Because it's going to suck if first group, if the first game of, you know, Shadowrun is... Okay, we need to rob. We need to rob this person. Well, I just made a guy with a code of honor that says I can't steal things. Uh, you know what? Like, so I, do I just need to sit out session one? You know that that that's that just sucks. <laughs> um, and you know you go over that with session with session zero before characters get made. That way, everybody has some. You know, kind of as a. You know something to build off of and you can make a more coherent group. So you don't have the Red Wizard of Thay with the Paladin. Yeah. Yeah, and you all you also get people that are willing to work with each other. You don't get the awkward why would I talk to this person in the tavern? Right, right. And you which which tries to prevent the my guy syndrome of the uh well, there's no reason I would ever help this person party member. Okay, congratulations, you just wrote yourself out of the adventure. Yeah. And thanks for all that wasted time. Or you know the 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 old the old man you know bussing bussing and says well, you know this is how you would save the town well this isn't my town so <laughs> um so so where where could I but uh, what else does this group template contain uh see is this the is this the same as the same page tool mm, it is similar it's not okay. exactly the same uh, I'm pulling it up now and also where can one find this Group what? template information. Is it on a Google Doc? Is it on a website? Will there be hyperlinks available in the in the comments section below? 
Uh, I'll I'll include a link to it. Um, the where I originally heard it heard mm-hmm. about it was it through a podcast called For the Boot. Um, it was it was it's way back. It's it's on the front page of their website, but mm-hmm. the episode featuring it, you know, was back in two thousand six. Ah, yes, before time. Yeah, that was uh, a long long ago. Yes. Uh, see. And most of these I heard about through uh, Adventure Academy, which is just about how to be a better DM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are. Um, like, one of those, like, you know, do, does does the Game Master need our group to be something particular for the plot? Um, if we're playing Star Wars and I and I need you to be Rebels, I, I, I do kind of need you to make Rebels. Um, or if, you're, if we're playing in the Underdark, please play something with Dark Vision. Um, but then... But then, when you ask uh, if you, if anyone has dark vision, everyone just yells at you all at once. That 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 just needs to be uh, another thing going over at Group Zero. I am bringing a loaded gun to the table. The first person to shout "I have dark vision" at me gets a round. So, not saying it's going to be to a vital organ, but you are taking a bullet somewhere. So, what in that? So, we're talking about tools and systems, subsystems. To help players out at the table, couldn't the GM ask for something such as a, a small notification or icon on the character? Or, you know, like those little pop-up stamps like, hello, my name is. And you could, like, mark dark vision on there so the GM can just look easily look around the table at their players and be like, oh, Sam has dark vision. Cool. Sally does not. All right. Well, Sam, you see in a black and white photo... No. Well, no, that, because the ransom because because when the GM describes that room is dark, that is when they get called. Yeah, out, that's I when somebody vision. yells, "I have dark vision." Yeah, like like it's literally like I, I don't know if this ever happened. This seems I'm not happening, you, Bryce. But literally, no. is like it is like okay, are you entering a room and the room is dark and and then someone goes, "I have dark vision." <laughs> so. Not to this literally happens in our group several, a lot of times well, before uh, I even saw it as a meme. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I've played in a game where if you do not, or if you do not declare an action by the time the GM finishes resolving what happens, you are you are assumed to have forfeited your action of just all right. The room is dark, and the, oh, see, I've and never played it like dri- that. Before. And the yeah, water that... drips on top of your head, and it's the, basically it's the yeah. That... It's almost like the quick time events and the uh, some of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I understand your kind because I I've, I've played with you before, and I and I and I and I and I, and I, I know that you know that that that's kind of traumatized you a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I've I've never played like that. Yeah, um, neither have I. Like you, you you at least you give the give the GM time to get through his box text. And then and then you know you start the yeah. whatever so, you're doing. So I'd say that do that. Just punish your players accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I've never how very had... Gygaxian of you. Well, I mean, because they're they're ruining the experience for the GM. Um, <laughs> because, because it's it's not, it's not an adversarial. But as to what you were saying, uh, when I set up uh, every week before I do anything, I actually write out every character's um, HP. Passive persuasion. Uh, AC, mm-hmm. passive persuasion, and passive insight, and lo- languages they know. Um, on a thing, uh, on a on a piece of paper, so it just makes it easier while I'm GMing to just kind of have everything I need right there instantly. I was trying to see if the mm-hmm. if it was right here. No, 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 that's perfectly fine. But you know, you could also just load up a printout on D and D Beyond for your character. 
for your party. Like, I'm like I love D and D Beyond. I use D and D Beyond all the time. I'm. Uh, you know, I don't know why you're trying to sell me D and D Beyond. Oh no, I'm just. Trying, right I'm here. just trying to get you guys sponsored. Holy crap, man! I'm shilling for you. Oh yeah, well, I mean I'll shill. We use oh, yeah. D and D Beyond all the time. I just I just dropped a hundred dollars on books, and then they were like, oh, and uh, and then the next day they're like, oh, and we're gonna have a big old sale for Black Friday, and I was like, I should have fucking thought of that. You, you know you can. <laughs> Hey, tra- you, you can you can work some sort of subscription. Those charges out on the back and just contact customer service. What? Just contact the customer service and see I, if you can get free wine. I'm fine. But but yeah, I already did. I actually did have to have an issue with them because like my original account, uh, I'd bought some books on, and then I didn't realize because I was doing it through like uh, sign into your account with Google or with Apple, and I had done that to uh, like two different things, and I actually had a subscription on both of them. So I was paying two subscriptions a month, uh, and I had different books on different ones, and they actually helped me out a lot. And um, uh, so, so really, and this consolidated this, for me. Like so D&D really, Beyond, they actually were really helpful. So not only is D and D Beyond a great product, but they all right, I, I, Chris Perkins <laughs> is not listening to this. I, I can almost guarantee you. You know, I'm trying to do you a solid here. <laughs> now, it, now, if now if you can hear the podcast, you want to maybe play us in Chris Perkins' ear, we will be very thankful. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no problem shilling out to D&D or Hasbro. I'm not picky. <laughs> uh, we have I'll a lot t- of Hasbro shit here, believe yeah. me. I'll talk, I'll, talk about, I'll talk about fucking Strixhaven, you know, or uh, Ravnica or whatever the hell the so, new magic so, set was. So, so before we jump on, so, we, so you pulled up the same group template. So just as an example, for previous editions... I pulled up a couple old rule Previous books. editions of D&D? Uh, just tabletop role-playing games. So I pulled okay. up, for example, so let's just mention D&D. I pulled up 3.5, 3.0, a little bit of 2. There wasn't really more than I could say of maybe a paragraph of trying to make... Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I, would say, I would say most of these are fairly recent uh, creations. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Um, just pro- the, probably like, you know... Probably like post-5e almost. Right, right, right. Because we looked at the original 5e player's handbook. There's... Hardly any words. Even when they talk about into descriptive role playing, uh, there's nothing really that goes in there that covers hey, you know, inclusivity, making people comfortable at the table. But now when you look at the rule books such as Tasha's or some of the new cores, I mean, just looking at this, this core rule book I have in front of me, there is that's the you're now you got the Pathfinder Second Edition. Yep, core. Pathfinder Second Edition. There's about four pages alone in the core rule book covering. As well as three sidebars making, you know, they reference lines and veils, they reference the X card, as well as, you know, objectionable content, things to cover with your team beforehand just to make sure everyone's able to play. You know, yeah, it talks about, you know, gaming disabilities, et cetera, et cetera. The, all sorts of tools and discussions to try to have, make your gaming experience as clean and smoothly as welcoming as possible. Yeah, yeah. Tasha has about like a page and a half and it mostly just goes goes over session zero. Mm-hmm. It goes over session zero on the social contract. Which, which Once again, which, which leads me back to, it's interesting how all of the, how, how it's definitely become more mainstream even in your hobbies and in your other. Uh, so have you seen, hmm, well, it, it's hard because you'd only really see this stuff in tabletop fantasy collective role playing systems as opposed to any other narrative such as uh, playing like an MMO because it's already produced content you can't really change it. Well, like I know I know LARPs also use them, but like that's that's kind of, you know, there's there's connection on that Venn diagram with, mm-hmm. with role playing games. Right, because you you're not playing content already 
published out. And I'll tell you, as someone who did it for quite a while on um, The Old Republic, there are role-playing servers. Mm-hmm. I used to just go out and then just have spend hours. My character was part of a group, and we would just role-play out scenarios. Like, completely our own bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, now, 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 if you're asking me, like, you know, have I, d- have I seen or, or directly experienced anybody using mm-hmm. some of these tools? Yes. Um, I've never seen anybody actually have to use them. Yeah, I was gonna say um, when I was do- when I was playing on like Swotor, like because you have a, also a very limited uh, options of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Like sure, you you can use like certain text keys and stuff like that to like imply certain, you're doing certain, an action, yeah, certain emotes uh, to like, say you're doing certain actions and stuff like that. Um, but um, uh, nobody went in all edge lord on our on any of our games. It was mostly just like uh, especially because I was doing it on like the Sith servers. Because it was like uh, I was a bounty hunter, Ryan was an imperial agent, and even though like our characters were a little bit removed from like the base class of what we were playing, like still everyone was even on the evil server finger quotes. Like at, at worst, it was just kind of like a uh, a Sith would come up and choke somebody, and then you would play along with like having your character have been choked, and then you you, you fall to the ground, but you don't like nobody dies. But that was like the absolute worst of it, and that's like Star Wars one on one shit. Yeah. Um, you don't go around a pale boy and not expect to get choked a little bit, <laughs> or, or or lightning. Oh yeah, or or, or a little or a little shocky. Yeah, don't 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 put him in a corner. Um, let's see, uh, what uh, what? Oh, I did what, want to bring something back to you real yeah. quick though, because um, you were, you said that we don't use session zeros in our games. I did want to point out that for the most point for our Thursday and Sunday games, we do specifically use, uh, except for just recently. We've always used um, uh, actual modules. Like the Thursday game was established to be Adventures League. Yeah, I, I wasn't. This isn't. That, that yeah. wasn't me trying. Like you no, know, I, I just I just also wanted like a clarification. And um, I did consider doing a Chess and Zero um, for this game, but uh, for our for our Thursday game, but uh, instead I ended up just kind of going to all the players individually, and like yeah. we all. We worked on each everybody's characters individually. Like it was, it was, it was a me one on one with with everybody. Yeah, like I said, this wasn't me trying to knock no, you no. or anything like that. Um, what a terrible GM. My <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, part of Chris part Perkins, of, you know, he he had he had that sponsor that funding, and he just yanked it. Just like for for look, the line between Chris per- Chris Perkins and Strahd is already so thin. That I don't even <laughs> I don't know if I want to be endorsed by him. <laughs> he takes that back. We want it. Yeah, but, that, uh, that, is, uh, that is a lie. <laughs> but. Uh, but like for that game, I also kind of specifically wanted your characters to not know each other because in the first session of that game, an event happens where all the characters become connected no matter what. So that was kind of like part of the point of it, which is why I ended up throwing out doing a session. H- zero. Human Centipede once again is not a how-to guide. Um, which one? The first one, second one, or third one? The fact that there was more than one, obviously, Ultron was right. <laughs> Took five minutes, five seconds on the internet, and was like, no, humanity's gone. Um, so, but, yeah, but, but I'd I'd say, uh, um, but I, that's why I ended up not doing it for that. Uh, I actually think that our Sunday game could have used a session zero, probably, because um, um, we all went into it with very different, different ideas. Yeah, and, and and that's something just from years of corporate teaching and trainings is is 
session zeros are very important to set expectations. Yeah. What does everyone want out of the game? If some person wants to play hack and slash, cool. If another person is expecting, we're going to do Game of Thrones, either the political stuff, the raunchy, you know, medieval sex romps, what have you, just make sure that everyone's on the same page and that they can come to the table expecting the same thing. Sex position, that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking while delivering di- uh, important dialogue. Sex, Sex position. position. Okay, I'm I'm glad you covered that there because I was like, "Yep, am I old? No, it's the kids. No, it, it, <laughs> it's the children who are, who are wrong. Like I don't, I'm trying. I it it, it, it it started from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like uh, it was yeah because it the I had first heard that portmanteau when I I was listening to. I think I was listening to the Escapist podcast where they were talking about the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they one of the one of the criticisms of the show was like one of the criticisms was uh, the, all the sex position. The other criticism was, uh, damn, I've been so spoiled by modern media, I forgot what natural boobs look like. <laughs> um. But no, uh, but to be fair, our DM on that game is like is, this is it, this it, is his first D, uh, his first time jamming a game in decades. Yeah, decades. So, um, so he wasn't aware of any of these types of tools, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so, so now we, we we've heard from you guys talk about a game where you had session zeros and a game where you ha- didn't have session zeros. I mean, obviously you say, hey, an expectation set seems like it could have been good. I mean, do you think it's worth taking the time to pull the GM aside and say, hey, can we talk about? What the expe- what the expectations are from the group now going forward? Is this? I mean, I've I've personally talked to him um, uh, about like what I wanted for like what I want for my character, and um, uh, I honestly think, and if you listen to this episode, I, he knows that uh, his goals for for Topher are separate from my goals for Topher. Oh. Like he's like he's actually told you what he wants from for your character. I have told him that I want Topher to have like seen the good in the party that was with him, and that them that they pull him out of his head and his own ass, and that like he sees the value in actually like being helpful and good, and instead uh, he clearly thinks it's much more fun to um, turn me into a complete Ouroboros of head up my own ass. And uh, introduce things to actively make my character as miserable as possible and as more evil as he can, uh, the most evil he could possibly be. Because let's be honest, as a GM, what better way than to weaponize player trauma? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Character trauma. Player trauma is a villain. Character (laughs) trauma is development. Back back in the test, our party, like, like, Topher's influence has has been bad for our party. Like, they have not influenced him to be better. He's influenced them to be much, much worse. So does that mean... Everyone in the party has at least a level of rogue now. Yeah. So does that mean you're... Do do you think as players as a whole that that is good? Does it make it interesting? Because, I mean... It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. But but, but is it it good... I mean, is it good for the player experience? Uh, I will uh, will say this. Well, 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 you don't... I I will say this, especially as, as the person who... Um, is the most problematic character at the at the session. Mm-hmm. It is exhausting for me to play Topher. Like literally, when everyone leaves here, uh, I pass out. Like th- that character is such a just a a burden <laughs> to play. I love playing him, 
But it's one of those things where being the bad guy all of the time is just not good for your soul. Mm-hmm. So like when I, like when everyone leaves, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna just have to lay down here and stop thinking about how to <laughs> torture and kill people. <laughs> How to how to manipulate every single person in every single situation that I'm constantly put in. Yeah. Uh, where were we in the on the toolkit discussion? So, we had just discussed. Um, we had just discussed session zero. Uh, we discussed the group template. Group template. We had men- I'd mentioned the same same page tool, which yeah. is which is similar. Oh. Um. But, but with the same page tool, it's it's ba- it's a basic questionnaire that goes over things such as, all right, what's the role of a GM? Uh, how to handle things such as a rules dispute? What is what are things such as a betrayal in the party? You know, some of those topics that once they come up in mid-flight, things can get heated. Uh, oh yeah, and it can be very quite disruptive. Such or things such as. Uh, why do you play this game? Do you play the game to win? Are you focusing on the tactical? Are you just here to have a good time? Are you? Is it okay for someone to willingly throw their character into bad situations because you they think it would be fun? Yeah. Uh, just to get away from oh from the to get away from the scenario of oh well my character would do this even though it kind of shits all over what everybody else was trying to do. Well, mm-hmm. um, I. This is something I, I, I heard. Once again, I, I'm just pulling this out of the Adventure uh, Academy thing. Okay. But um, no one, no one's personality is so fucking strong that they would always do things exactly the same way. So even if you're like, so anyone that's like, oh, my character would do this. It's like, but you could find a way for your character to still be true to your character where it's not actively um, hurt, um, hurtful to the party. There's always uh, there's always got to be a balance where it's like, well, my character wouldn't want to get involved with this. It's like, well, no, he wouldn't. But considering that he's been traveling with these people and they've saved his life at this point, wouldn't he still want to help them out, even if he doesn't care about the conflict itself? It's like there's always there's always ways that you could that you could come to a point where you're like, okay, well, even if it's not like the boilerplate of what I want for this person, mm-hmm. everyone will always just do things that just sometimes. Sometimes they're not. It's just a matter of well, maybe he's just following along. He's just his brain's turned off and he's just doing a right. thing. We've all been there as teenagers. Sure, I'm just doing it just to hang with the crowd. Teenagers, uh, adult. Yeah, I was like, like, if I take Pat to like a, a random party right now, like uh, I'm certain Pat would just stand and probably not get involved with a lot of shit. Like if we went to a con right now and I was like, there's no panels, there's no there's no dealers room. We're just here to fucking bullshit with people. Oh, you're taking me to Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> so, there goes that sponsorship. Just God, take that one out. I never wanted Comic-Con as a sponsor. All right. Yeah. So, but like, you know, sure, there are things like, uh, like Pat doesn't, you don't typically go to like uh, Comic-Con anymore, do you? Uh, not unless I'm going with one of y'all. Yeah. So, it's things like that. And like, so, um, All right, so circling back then. Are, th- are there tools, subsystems, uh, videos that players can watch just so they try to not be that disruptive influence? Or even so, so say you're, say you're, you know, you're. Oh, how to how to not be the problem character at the table? Exactly, the, the problem player at the table. Right, right, because we've talked about how to try to avoid problematic situations at the table when they come up and play. All right, well, how do you handle it from the other side as the player? How do you try to not? Well, be I'll, that disruptive I'll say not every player is a problem. 
Um, true, true, but it can come up though. The, oh, the, 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 and sometimes the player that is the problem doesn't know they're the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say all, all like communication is always key for, first and foremost. Um, there's a there's a friend of mine who I keep wanting to like teach D and D, and he came for one session, and at the end of the session was me like, all right, now I get to kill everybody here, right? And I was like, no, no, sir, you're not doing that, no. And he was like, but I want my I want my character to kill everybody. And I was like, we're not doing that. All right, guys, we're, we're done for this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, and every time I talk to him, he's like, all right, so is there a way I can make a character who just has a lot of hit points, whose only strength is really just picking up other characters and then taking them into the face of danger? And I was like, I was like, why is it that you just want to troll at the table? You realize you're going to have a bad time if everyone else at the table is just pissed off at you, right? And he's like... I don't know. Maybe I would. I was like, but I just think it'd be funny. And I was like, well, you're fun. You're, what you're finding funny is going to be extremely detrimental to this entire group. And so that's one of the reasons why, like, he hasn't come back yet. So, but, so, and, and to lean into that, though, do, like, what other tools get, can, do you have recommendations for people besides just the experience to try to make them cognizant of their own potential to be that quote-unquote problem player, problem character? Uh, have friends who can be honest with you. Um, like, uh, just, you know, once again, I'm willing to put, put myself out there. I, I am and, you know, have been a problematic player for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are some people in our friend group that will not play with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't know I was being this bad. I uh, didn't, uh, it wasn't until, uh, one of my good friends, Jared, sat me down and, you know, had a come-to-Jesus meeting for the better part of, like, you know, a good two and a half hours saying, yeah. this, this is what you've been doing. Uh, and, you know, I've tried to pull back since then. Um, you know, I, don't, I haven't heard any complaints. No. Um, um, but but there's, there's been a, a noticeable shift. And you also seem to be enjoying yourself more lately. Like, yeah. Thursday, you seem to be having, like, the most fun you'd had in a long time until it took the turn. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm referencing though. Uh, you, you seem to be bringing up Adventure Academy, etc. I mean, so so that seems to be from the GM standpoint. I'm just trying to, you know, in this well, my holy GM, Bryce. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a GM to player. Uh, Sometimes it can. Uh, that that's a that's a game that we've had like eight sessions in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> there's a, there's there's, there's just, like uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be player versus mm-hmm. versus GM. It could be player player. Oh yeah. Um, the GM might be the problem, and the player and one player needs to. Have that one-on-one with them. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of these, you know, tools that we're talking about here are going to be trumped by the old adage: communication is key. Right. And, and I'm. And since we're laying out all these tools, most of these tools are kind of, of like social lubricant, really. Right, just, right, and, and right. So I'm. I'm just trying to put these out in the hands of any of the individuals the who be, might be looking to say, "Oh, okay. What? What? You know? I, do you want to? Do you want to know more?" Uh, and just sort sort of feed it that way of, of good examples. Well, I mean, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, some of them have names like you know the like the one the Luxton technique, which is it has like a whole article like written on it online, but mm-hmm. it can be summed up with just talk to people. Okay. Um, because let's be honest, if you're all great social communicators, etc., it'd be a much different game. Or we might be playing like, Dungeons and Dragons for yeah. the Hackmaster, what have you. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're, most of us are not social butterflies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, communication is key, and 
Um, anybody that sits down at the table also does need to, to know one thing that because you enjoy because you're sitting down to enjoy a social game, you do have to put um, the idea that what you want at every single given moment isn't going to necessarily be an achievable thing. Time has to be spent with other players. Uh, time has to be spent on uh, other people's goals, for, so everyone else, so everyone at the table can have a fulfilling experience, and um, uh, and also, uh, if you bring a character to the table, you need to understand that if you're doing things that you know the party is actively going to dislike, especially in something like where Pat was talking about how like, oh, okay, we're doing a we're doing a cyberpunk game, or we're about to rob a guy, but my character doesn't do that. Like my character's a cop. Yeah. Uh, you know, that person, like, a session zero would have helped, but there are times I've had where people were like, no, that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes, uh, you, you do, sometimes you, you do need to have that uncomfortable, well, maybe this isn't the game for you. Yeah. Uh, conversation. Not, not every group is going to be great for every player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, when I was running encounters in, uh, in Texas, I had a guy come in and his explicit goal was to, to disrupt, uh, was to disrupt the games. Something he told us as he was making his character. And we were like, well, these are like quick play modules. So that we come in have like a, a little, like, like a story that lasts over three sessions. You really can't, or, or for, I'm sorry, 12 sessions. Like you really can't disrupt the game because like, it's not fair to the GM. It's not. And, uh, and then like. At every given moment, he was like, okay, well, my character goes over there and just stabs that lady and tries to take her purse. And I'm like, and every other person at the table was like, we're, we're all playing lawful good paladins. Like, we're trying to be nice to this guy, but, like, we know that, it, that it's not just a, always justifiable to just say my character would just kill that person, but he's doing things worse than the villains are in this game. We would just kill him. And we had, I had multiple conversations with this guy until finally it just came to the point where I was like, I don't think you're understanding. Either don't play this character um, and uh, and build somebody else or don't come to this party anymore because we can't accommodate what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one, This isn't my homebrew game. <laughs> yeah, or one that uh, Bryce, uh, me and you ran into. Uh, one of our one of our friends went to play a game set in uh, Kryn, the uh, Dragonlance you know, uh, universe. Ah, here we go. Uh. And like we we were basically playing through Dragons of Autumn Twilight. All right. Like we we no 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 wrong like, with that. Like we we met we met up after you know you, uh, uh, after after a childhood you know spent training and whatnot, um, and we were gonna set off from our village to do some shit. Um, and for the most part, the group, we were, we were, we were, we were vibing. We were, you know, getting to know each other. You know, this is, for one, it was a new group. Most of us didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I knew Bryce, everyone else I was meeting for the first time at that game. Yeah. Uh, but one of the, one of the players, he was basically, he was the Raceland of the group. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know, oh, evil, yeah. evil, evil yeah. wizard. Mm-hmm. And he just... He just kept doing stuff and kept going on a path. We just kind of had to sit down as a group and turn to him. Okay, we don't want to kill you because we don't. We as players don't believe in PvP, but 
we th- there's no way to square the circle of us hanging hang out with you. Yeah, I mean, he, he tried to kill my rogue about three times. Like, I, 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 <laughs> what? I was climbing down the well to go into Zartoth or whatever. He's like, all right, I cast Daze, so he, he's stunned and he falls to his death. I'm like, <laughs> what? Dude, we're childhood friends, man. At least in game, like, what the hell? He's like, oh, well, you know, you, you slighted me in, in our youth. It's in my backstory. I'm like, did I bum your nan? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Did I kill your sister? I'm like, no, I'm just being a dick. I'm like, there's a levels of being a dick, right? Yeah. But oh. yeah, yeah you, 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 I mean, at some point, yeah, we just had... That's I, not tripping you into the uh, to the big pile of poop. That's, uh, no, no, no. I, that's not, you know, replacing... A, you know, I didn't, like, burn a spell book or whatever. But yeah, it, it was just... It's, I mean, no, now, as a player, he was a little shit. I don't say that a lot of people, but he was a little shit. But yeah, I mean, he changed another character and we, and we moved on. Yeah. So that's nicer than my guy who just got really mad at me and then left and never showed back up again. Well, I mean, but but you, some of those times you just had those disruptive players where people just come down back. Oh, dude, uh, but, his wife would t- like she she had uh, she just had some some things going on and she was on medication. And she took her medication right before she came in. And she wasn't playing. She was just sitting at the table. And she... This was right around... This was... Watchmen had not been out for terribly, terribly long. And we had, like... We were playing inside of a Lone Star Comics. She grabbed a Rorschach uh, shirt. And then immediately stood up and was like, This is a vagina, everybody! And then just started listing the areas on it. And we're in the middle of a Lone Star Comics. There's kids, like, right behind her trying to get a look at what she's talking about. <laughs> and uh, so that was another thing that I had to keep feeling. I was like, I was like, look, I know that your wife, that there's issues here. I was like, but she is high as a kite in there. <laughs> and she keeps like slipping out things. She just should not be saying in this family friendly environment. This is not my house. <laughs> so, so and, I, and I honestly, I wouldn't even be comfortable with you doing this in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we're starting to descend now down towards RPG horror stories. What other systems and tools are there? That we well, I mean, but the, the thing is, like, you tell the stories is to be like, okay, like, this, are, this is, this is I've, I've had this situation, this is how we end up having to handle yeah, it. Yeah, this is where maybe one of those toolkits would have helped. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, it may, it may, well... The the guy with the with the with the wife who was high I don't I don't know right, right. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if she would have been able to read the X card um, right, right and I don't think a session zero would be you know please take your medication before coming to the game yeah um, or you know for the for our for our uh, for our moment with uh, the Dragonlance you know you know guy where it's like hey the you know what you're doing here we don't this that doesn't jive with the group template you know. Is there is there another way to get you from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the other uh, tools that I wanted to bring up, especially since people are more gaming online now, mm-hmm. um, uh, is the RPG Safety Toolkit by uh, Evil Hat Productions. The uh, uh, people who make Fate and the Dresden Files role playing. Okay, game. I have not heard of this. Um, yeah, this is new to me too. Yeah, it's a f- it's a free add on on uh, Roll Twenty, um, and it. Is is the uh, is basically the, the set of cards? Uh, there's an X card, uh, res- resume, rewind, and fast forward, or and as well as a uh, frame by fly- frame by frame, and instant replay. And they're anonymous uh, chat add-ons. You you click them and it just says 
this has been played in the chat, and so it's not, there's no saying, oh, Jared played mm-hmm. this. I, I like that a lot. Um, right, because that's what, that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Once again, people don't want to be singled out. You don't want to be deemed the person who has a problem. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. The X card. We've we we fairly good and just and just defined the X card. Mm-hmm. Um, rewind is you know okay. I didn't know it was going to go this far. Can we can we wind it back? Can we load our previous save? And I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have made this choice had I known that that's what the fine print was. Ah, the L.A. Noir doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, fast forward, you know, you know, oh, you feel the resistance of the blade going into his neck. Fast forward, I get it, he's dead. Can we get, can we move to the next scene? Okay. You know, or, you know, frame by frame, could I get more detail, please? Because this being kind of vague. All right. All right. Wow. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like really playing over Roll20. Nothing against the system, but just nothing beats person to person. Yeah. Like, I, I did Roll20 for a long time when it first started. I was a backer on Roll20 when it started for years. I'm still a subscriber on Roll20. Yeah. Wait, you paid Roll20 money? I yeah. played Roll20 money for years on, like, not the bottom tier either. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's, I mean, it's how you get access to the good shit. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked Roll20 a lot. But once I got to the point where I was like, okay, I can have all my sessions in person, sessions in person. I mean, at the very least, no one's ever lagged out in person before. You fall asleep a couple times. That's the, I fall asleep on 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 was, on, on, uh, on camera <laughs> while we were playing online. Like what? Like uh, one of one of one of our Pathfinder games. Like we were we were gaming over Discord. I don't remember half that session. Normally, it's fun. and I and I know I was snoring too because I no, woke it, up, my mouth was dry. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Everyone's done it, but well, once again, it, it's, it's like, like I, I'm like, man, I'm, I hope, I hope Bryce isn't taking this personally. <laughs> like, no, no, and, and right, you gotta understand, you know, it's the trust me, I know Pat's a sleepy boy. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Well, whatever. And and once again, part of it's you know, hey, don't take things personally, personal proclivities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because life happens, different strokes, different folks. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, I wanted wanted to bring up the RPG Safe Toolkit, the online one, because uh, it. For one, it's anonymous, and I thought that was kind of unique. It's, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a way to take advantage of the fact that you are playing online. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and like all of all of these can be found um, just by googling R, uh, RPG safety toolkit. It's like a full reference guide. Uh, I think it's put out by uh, Monty Cook uh, Games. All right. Um, but it's it has links to Lines and Veils, the X Card, Consent and Gaming Guide, which is like a which is like a Google Doc checklist that you can send out to players mm-hmm. where they can check off boxes like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. You know, it has goes by like a red light, red light, green light, yellow light system. Mm-hmm. Um, to borrow another thing you probably saw from like a corporate, you know, t- uh, team meeting. Uh, uh, I mean, emotional intelligence is so important today. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long it really as, is. as well yeah. as, as well as like the Luxton technique, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. and one that we haven't talked about, but it's fairly self-explanatory. The open door, uh, which is the concept of the you can always leave. Oh, see, that's completely different than the corporate aspect. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you, you come, you come and talk to me. Yeah, All right. 
Because I'm segregating myself from you because yeah, that, I'm better than you. Yeah, the, you're you're not you're not you're not locked in here with us. You you, you there there's an open hatch. You can leave. Mm-hmm. Like even our even our Thursday game, we normally game with an open door. Uh, it's closed now so that we can record uh, in this room uh, without you know the uh, sounds of lawn work going on outside. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, uh, like I actually like the uh, a lot of the tools. Um, I just end up always just being like. Me personally, I'd rather just go and talk to the players, like whenever I can. Um, could you see them being more useful at like a con game oh, or something? Abs- something absolutely. That's where like, you don't really necessarily know everyone. But, uh, that or like, um, or 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 also like you know a first a a a new gaming group. Yes, that was the other thing. Was like or if, or if like because I I bring like. At this point, it's almost it's almost a running joke of like every time we have a new season, um, like people move around, like uh, for our Thursday game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like back in the test, like our Thursday group has not been the same group at all since we started like a year and a half ago. Um, every time we finish a campaign or something like that, somebody bows out, and then I get so- and then somebody comes in. Yep. And uh, back in the test, that they're almost nobody's ever met before. <laughs> yeah, most of, most of these are people like you've met through your work. I've, I've met through work, or I've met through other means, but yeah. Um, it was like the the Thursday the Thursday group. Uh, Jared, his wife, and Corey, who's all, who's been on the podcast before, are the only people at the table that I know. Oh, oh and Ryan. Ryan. Ryan did. Do Ryan I really know in. Ryan anymore? Ryan, at this Ryan, point? Ryan did <laughs> join in on that game. Um, but uh, but yeah, then we we ended up like, having like everyone else in that group. I have I have not I have maybe said three three paragraphs to that didn't involve. The game we were playing. Interesting. Yeah, uh, one, also, of them, one also, of them was going to be on here with us today, but uh, also she fu- ended up having other plans. Also, funny enough, Thursday the Thursday group probably the most women I've ever had has had at a D and D table. Yeah, um, Sarah usually plays on the um, on the one on uh, the one shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so you'd say you 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 are experiencing the. More women getting into the tabletop form. Obviously, this is all anecdotal evidence, just because the people in the area. And I mean, I mean, there's, 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 I mean, there's been, I mean, one, yeah, one, we're still in Alabama. Two, there have been like you know plenty of articles online talking about how more women are getting into the hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm saying, obviously. I mean, more. Would, I mean, more women have been coming to the hobby ever since the '90s with Vampire the Masquerade. True. Um, true. And you know, then now you know, just D and D is kind of hit more mainstream with. Critical role and and uh, and you know all of the money that they've been ma- been making Hasbro. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I was I was gonna say like it was a thing that like hit me a, uh, a like a couple of weeks ago. I, I was thinking I was talking about my group with somebody, and like I just I realized that like not only is our group like uh, oftentimes half like half uh, woman, we're almost uh, we're definitely over over the majority of uh, cishet. I don't know what that is. What that is. Um, mo- most people in our group are not just heterosexual. Ah, okay. It's actually the the, the, the hetero people are, mo- are actually in the minority of our group. Yeah, I'm not doubting well, anybody here. Yeah, like, the, um, the, uh, that being said, like the I, I it's just it's, it's just never it's never come up. I don't it's, think. Well, it's never come it's never come up because yeah. it's not because it's not something that like yeah. is is, a, but, is but, important but, to us. But, but for a thing that we're talking about, like you know, people uh, inclusivity and stuff like that. Yeah. That is a thing to know, or, or, or taboos such as you no, know, oh, it's a it's a 
it's a villain that changes you into someone else, and now it's portrayed as evil. It's like, ooh, yeah, we we, we, <laughs> we really don't want to go there. Or yeah, I, like, I mean, I, hey, we, we did we did when we did Tomb of Horrors. Fucking uh, Corey got thrown through the uh, the door that changes your gender a couple of times. Well, I, I'm I'm talking about less as in you know just a gender swap, but more as you know a, a villain changes people into something that they're not, and then that therefore yeah. is defining them as a monster or is villainous or putting that negative connotation towards it. Like the last time I was here, we talked about Drow, you know, and the... the I was, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I was, I, was, I was about to play the rewind card. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I, I actually followed what you were going for yeah. uh, or, with, with yeah. the trans analogy there. Because, right, right, right. I mean, uh, as a GM, because you, you obviously... Because there's just basic motifs, right? All right, villain does blah, blah, blah. And now, in certain days and ages, it's like, Ooh, yeah. I, I really didn't think about that one. Or it, it, it takes more. It takes oh yeah, more, more I mean, like, like the villain doing villainous things. Like uh, one of the uh, when they when they redid the uh, the domains of dread for uh, Ron Richten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. One of one of the one of the uh, dread one of the dread lords was a red red wizard of Thay. He, he was one of the, he was one of the ones that had been referenced in earlier material Mm -hmm. they had to very much rewrite him because before uh in uh in like first first second edition when it was uh when he was written his curse was he could only dress in women's clothing and they were like oh that's just so horrible yeah like that this that this red wizard was cursed by a full circle of 13 of his peers and that ruined his life (laughs) You know, we could probably we could probably do better than that here in our, here in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. When I was writing, you know, Reign of the Rat Catchers, you know, it's like episode twenty seven. It's, it's what? Well, you know, it's Return of Rat Catchers Mansion. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought, I, I knew where he was going. No, right. I, I thought I thought he was splitting the splitting the franchise off from us, and we we're going to break his kneecaps. <laughs> you make you make a rat catcher derivatives. <laughs> Um, it's just the side but like they're, they're real hot and popular. But like here's here's an example. Like I actually did send out just for content wise, not necessarily for like taboo wise, but I did mm-hmm. I did make a I did make a survey that I sent the group to make sure everybody was comfortable with like with the story and stuff like that. Yeah. Um uh but like if I know something's gonna happen in the in one of the upcoming sessions when I'm planning it of like, oh that might be a little intense for the player, like uh I'll I'll talk to them first. Like I don't I don't like overly like just like explain what but like for an example, uh, this is something that happened um, with uh, with one of the with one of the characters. Like she had like severely pissed off one of the NPCs at the very end of one of the sessions, mm-hmm. and she didn't know what the repercussions were because she didn't know that she had deeper ties to that character. Like there, there were already like things that were there was already like work being laid about that character for her mm-hmm. uh, to tie into her overarching narrative, and uh, and I was like, hey, in the next session, that character's gonna come back to you. And he's pissed. And I was like, and he'll probably say some pretty harsh shit to you. I was like, like I want him to, I want him to come off as a villain. But what language would be off the table here? And she was immediately like, you can call me a bitch. Don't call me a slut. And I was like, that really wouldn't have been in his wheelhouse to have called you anyway. But all right. Um, but then I discovered that she can cry on command, and I was not prepared for that. And that took the wind right out of my that, that took the wind out of my sails. And I was like, once she was once I had a crying woman at the table, I was just like, oh, uh, he gets he 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 disappears. <laughs> so, 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 so that is the GM playing the next card on himself. Yeah. So, so once again, 
I think this is where corporate training would really do you wonders because you can just turn off that heart at the <laughs> flick of a switch. No, I can't. I can't. I, I mean I can't that handle. that is that is a that is a high Gygaxian <laughs> technique that she, like, uh, we don't really talk. We don't really like, teach anymore. <laughs> I, I thought like I'd said something at first, and she was like, "No, no, no." She was like, "I can always just turn off the well when I need to." <laughs> she was like, "It's like a spigot," <sighs> and I was just like, "Ah, oh, no." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those alligator tears is what got you. Yeah. I mean, what what better way to, to weaponize your character than to weaponize their trauma against the GM? It worked. Yeah. Uh, and even for that character, like, like the it, reason that character was coming coming at her, like her crying was, I was like, no, oh, that actually works for him too to just to defuse the situation. Like if if I if I if I actually made someone cry at the table, that would fuck me up. <laughs> right. Because once come you're all here for the experience. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, hurt your hurt your. And uh, but she had fun with it. Like I talked to her afterwards. She was like, "Oh no, everything was perfect. It was great." She was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't let you know that." And uh, she was like, "I didn't let you know that I can just cry on command because <laughs> that seemed to fuck with you." And I was like, "Yeah, it does a little bit, yeah." Right. Like we've got because we've got certain other places with taboos such as you know no one likes violence. Uh, like a couple of them are violence against children and. I mean, especially if you know their parents. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It, it starts to come up more often. So I mean, up, 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 child demons that. Have their necks open up in the third mouth. Oh, that's off the table. I can't no can no, no longer charm children and then make them carry necklaces of fireballs to go give to the parents. Nope, can't do that. How, how often were you doing that before? Twice. I was gonna say like none of these. These are so off the cuff that none of these are something he's making up right now. Uh, these are examples. Well, once again, it's how do you earn your e card, right? Just I'm nefarious villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but like I said, you can you can all in a in a in a right. game of imagination. Right, right. What's imagination? Yeah, but what's the yeah. players come to you and say, "Let's not do that." Okay, now now they're now he's in uh, now he's got a cabal of druids, and now that these are squirrels dropping necklaces of fireballs on top of people. Okay, yeah. I mean same things across. Less you don't fuck with squirrels. We all know that. Right. Thanks for good morning. But you know less. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Less, yeah, L- less horrible incidents and you know, Nuremberg trials and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, okay. So I, I think I think we've pretty much covered it all. Like, um, and so I, I you, uh, you, you kind of already answered um, where you would be comfortable yeah. having it at a table. Probably I'm, at more. I'm, at- see, here's the thing. Like, if, if like for something like for our Thursday group, um, while I think that I mean they- it's not something I would try and implement. At the next Thursday game. No. Yeah, and well, there's also just a couple of players, and I'm not going to name any names because our Thursday group is like almost ten people strong. So, like, this is uh, they don't all show up to every game. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, too yeah. many G Willikers. Uh, well, the average is supposed to be eight. Uh, so that's not what a game. That's not an adventure is written for. Uh, I mean, it. We actually don't think we've. I think we've only had all eight players show up to one session so far. Yeah. But like it's 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 written. No, norm, normally it's a, it's around five to six, maybe okay. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and the adventure is, was written for the express purpose of sometimes people have to bow out, so like their characters go in little comas and everybody just protects them. So. Uh, um. But like for that for that I will say there's a few people that are in that group that especially if they were the person that was making someone go for the uh, for, for next card. Like, 
I think that there are a few people that would not handle that directly, that would not handle it well in that moment, mm-hmm. versus like if that player came to me later and then I could be the person to talk to that pl- uh, player. Because that's normally how I've been doing it. Yeah. Is like somebody tells me like, hey, I had an issue with this. Could you just say something about it so it won't happen again in the future? And then I just go and talk to that player. I, I've done that a few times. Yeah. I'm very comfortable being that, car- being that which, guy. Which, like, I mean, for that, if that were to happen... You know, just like going going with a group of semi sane human beings. You know, you they the person plays the X card. Obvious. You know, remember play stops. Them and the GM go off and have this conversation. You know, and when when play resumes, everyone's gonna kind of be a little bit self conscious because we just had games. We just had momentum cut off. Yeah. Um, and so you're. I would think the problematic person is going to be less likely to let their freak flag fly but, out of the gate. Well, I mean, but rules is... Well, rules is written for the X card. That's the first one for me. But mm-hmm. at least in the normal description, it's it's supposed to be... The, the person doing the action is supposed to then say, all right, how far do we need to rewind back? And there's not supposed to be... Well, we're, we're, blending, we're blending tools. Yeah, true. It does sound like that. Um, the... Uh, the... What was it the uh, RPG consent mm-hmm. toolkit that the the online one mm-hmm. that one had the rewind card where we go back to okay. a certain point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The next card was just like we halt play. I'm, I'm just saying like once again like um, that if one of the players did or said something because not, not doesn't necessarily have because I don't assume that these cards are necessarily just for the actual role playing. They could just be conversational topics that come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've definitely had like conversations come up while like I while I'm sitting here writing something down or something like that. The, the group gets to, to chatting for a second like that, and then all of a sudden somebody takes a conversation well into the wrong direction. Yeah, that happens a lot, and clearly makes somebody at the t- table uncomfortable. Has nothing to do with the play itself. Has everything to do with the player in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if they were like, "Hey, like I'm gonna like," because then it's like, "Okay, well, is the X card is the X card also used for that?" I mean, I don't think it could be. Well, see, it could be, but yeah. then, like, but then you have, but like I said, in my group in particular, with the people that I know, because yeah. I'm the one that knows all of these people I'm, I'm, the best. I'm, you're, yeah. No one's attacking you, Jared. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just. You don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. <laughs> I was being loud for emphasis there. Yeah. Um, not, not, not for anything else. Um, but for the, for those people, there are just certain, there are certain friends of mine that I'm like, I don't know if they would handle. I think, not, not I think, because, I think, not I think we, being dicks intentionally, but more like a what? I can't believe I, I can't believe that I was offending you. Like, and then perhaps lingering on that longer than they should. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Once again, not not naming names. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, uh, moving over to you, Bryce. You know, we we've discussed that we've discussed the the, the tools up and down. Um, I don't think any of us have have used them, but if you know if a player what you bring it forward, uh, do you think you could see a use for it at a table, either at your home game or at a convention game Absolutely where maybe you don't not. know? I will chide them for their weakness. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> so, so, so I we, we, just want to know where you were. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, the what a turn. What a turn. He's played devil advocate the entire time, and we're just like, oh. Bryce just likes being the devil's advocate. And it's like, oh no, he's the devil. Like, that's some straight Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino shit there. It's a face-off. <laughs> but no. Um, so I, I have used the, the same page tool normally for most of my games. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, especially when I've been the disruptive player and you know, was pitched a fit in the middle of a game like I did one 
last week. Sorry, my Sunday game. Um, but uh, are you running that one? Or are you playing? Oh no, one? I'm playing that one. Oh okay. Uh, I, yeah, my point. We'll, we'll talk about it off mic. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it would be nice that a lot of these are seem like they work best before play starts. Setting yeah. those expectations because coming in part way, yeah, I, I, I can easily. I, see. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't see using them midway through a campaign, right? Because uh, there's uh, uh, people are obviously going to overthink things. Okay, you introduce this. Okay, well, who brought it up? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the problem? Am I the issue? Are, are we, once again, if we were fully functional adults with emotional intelligence and able to handle critiques, criticisms, whatever, comfortably. We would probably be doing something else. Well, sadly, people, you know, take criticism like an like an emotional attack. True, and once which again, which the brain interprets as a physical attack. Right, and be that as it is, is that uh, I can see that being disruptive if you just spring it upon people. Yeah, and so um, I think it's best just to. I, I I'm actually. Don't like doing the pull people aside one on one with the GM. I prefer the the communal aspect, sort of the the shared uh, shared responsibility, shared narrative yeah. of the of the group responsibilities, as opposed to okay, you know, just to be able to out yourself in a comfortable environment. Not to say one's better than the other. Of course. Well, I don't do it at the table. It's, it's typically like between sessions, like during the week. Okay. Yeah, I no, I, I wouldn't do it here, like with everybody watching. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one slide. It's it. <laughs> so sometimes it's less of a it's less a problem of character action so much as it's a problem of player behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. the, and the, and when you're talking to somebody about their behavior, you don't want to you don't want to shame them. Uh, and, and, that's that's one of the reasons I do it. And, and, which which definitely makes sense. You know the, the the name and shame. No one likes being put put on display, and you know, and also blanket punishment is technically still illegal according to the Geneva Convention. Yeah, well, I've, 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 I've all, I, I've never had the problem of needing to tell my entire game group. All right, sit down, and write, write with the, pe- write with the pencil that stabs in your hand. I will not tell lies. <laughs> That's Harry Potter. <laughs> Those kids need some fucking help. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a, any any YA protagonist needs about it that their lifetime's worth of therapy. Yeah. <clears throat> he lived under the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually surprised Harry Potter came out nearly as well as he did. Well, yeah, because somebody was writing him. True. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, she, he didn't he didn't have an emotional break because she didn't write him one. Um, see, uh, so, so uh, aside from that, mm-hmm. uh, how about you? Yeah, if I, if I if I if I was to if, once again at the beginning of a session, I could I could see I could see myself uh, bring bring it up. At session zero, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I would like to use this technique partly because, and you know, I could, I could, I could see it being played on stuff that I'm doing or mm-hmm. me playing it on something because I might not know where the line is until I've crossed it. True. I mean, especially when you get into those deep role playing scenes of like, okay, here's the big reveal. It's like, oh, I've made a wall of faces. You're like, okay, dude, body oh, horror. It's, it's less that. Like uh-huh. for me, the, the, the things that I had problem with was, um, you know, in terms of RP, I am a sprinter, not a marathoner. And what that, what that means is 
I start off as my character. Two hours in, I am 75% my character, 25% Patrick. And that 25% that is Patrick just wants to go to bed. (laughs) Two more hours later, I am now 75% Patrick, and the character is a distant memory. (laughs) So, oftentimes I'll react to something by yelling and screaming, and that might be indicative of certain certain other people's childhood traumas. I don't know that I'm doing it, but I am doing it, and I am the problem. (laughs) You know, so... If they were to go, okay, reach for it, okay, play stops, maybe we end the session there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when we come when we come back, you know, Jared's probably had a week to either text me or call me and go, hey, we need to <laughs> we need to get one-on-one real quick. Uh, you, you, you're backsliding, buddy. Uh, and, you know, next next session we come in, we don't have we don't have that problem. Hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, will, there, will there be links... In the comments or in the sub below to such as like your the as I the, said the I I will I will leave links to the uh, tabletop RPG safety toolkit quick reference guide which has hyperlinks to which has explanations of all the safety mm-hmm. tools that we've talked about today as well as a couple of others along with uh, hyperlinks to uh, where to where to find them. Would you recommend people watch the uh, what, what do you call it? Oh, Adventure, Adventure Academy? Academy. I would for sure, but uh, that is mostly a, a DM thing. Like, okay, like that uh, it's specifically full of like GM advice on like how to create worlds. So they they do episodes every once in a while on stuff like with safety tools, but a lot of times it's about like how how, how world building works and stuff like that. Like it's a it's a really good tool for like figuring out like how you want to GM a game. Like, a lot of the stuff that I came from, like, for the campaign I'm running for Thursday, like, I was listening to that, like, some of that advice, and I was like, you know, I've never done that before. I'd like to try that. Um, okay. And, uh, so, yeah, that's, um, that's on, um, you can find that on, like, uh, YouTube under, like, uh, uh, Dimension 20. Okay. And... Because it's the Dimension 20 companion podcast. And, and personally, I would recommend, uh conversations or at least watching videos on emotional intelligence and how to handle conflict and other things just to sort of not be that disruptive player at the table yeah i mean if you if you have any type of corporate job you probably had to watch a seminar video on it well emotional intelligence is actually fairly recent in the past four years after oh i had to to do a whole video and quiz about like conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and and because let's be honest at the end of the day we're, we're here voluntarily no one gets paid Yet, oh, there are some people that DM, that DM professionally. No, no, I'm just saying here on this podcast. Oh, oh, I've I've done it for really? pay before, yeah. And and just being able to help resolve the conflicts and keep them from happening, just because you want people to have fun, and so it might be worth that investment. No one's going to give you the corporate quiz afterwards and let's say you signed and read and know it, but you, you spend the thirty minutes, try it out. Maybe you can use it in your real life. Who knows? But um, at least that's my corporate shill being done. Yeah. For now. Corporate shill being done. Well, uh, you can also use all these tools while you're uh, browsing uh, D&D Beyond. No, it, wow, now that you mentioned D&D Beyond, I could, I, I bet you you could recommend that to them, and that great development stuff they'd have would probably jump at the opportunity to implement that. And also, you know, don't don't let it be said that we'll only 
cater to D and D Beyond, we'll we'll sell out to anybody. Audible, Blue Chew, you name it. I mean, Wendy's RPG. <laughs> Blue Chew. Wendy's. Fuck R- it, sure, Blue Chew. Hey, they. I saw a blue a blue chew ad in the middle of a death battle video. A bunch of them. Yeah, it's like if 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 if, if they if they think that people arguing about you know Goku versus Superman need uh need dick gum, you know <laughs> whoever needs it can get it. I'm so glad I don't get so many of these references. Uh, what about blue chew or death battle? Blue chew. Oh, it's like it's like Vi- Viagra but gum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually just just to close us out on on edit, our we shields. We can edit that part out, right? On, <laughs> on, on our shields, like, um, yeah, Death Battle often will get like people who 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 want to sponsor them are usually like, hey, um, everybody has to have an erection, right? And they're like, sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise, like they're like, oh, we want to do one with Mortal Kombat. Well, they're about to release Mortal Kombat 10. Maybe we can get a sponsorship. And then the Mortal Kombat people will be like, our person has to win. And they're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Um, and then they're like, oh, well. And then they're like, oh, so we'll hit up like an alcohol company instead. And they'll be like, everybody drinks. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, sure do. They don't or, care who wins. Or, you know, or, or, Blue, or Blue Apron. Everybody, everybody can cook. The rat told me to. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so with that being said, that was our episode on RPG safety tools. Um, like I said, I'll leave links to air, to a place where you can find all of these uh, tools and techniques. Um, if you feel that you might need them, talk to your talk to your GM or talk to your group and see if see if you know if you could use these at the table. And if they seem resistant, maybe you need to find a different group. Yeah, sounds like it's how you game with a bunch of assholes. Um, I mean, they're literally like social lubricant tools, and everyone's just like, "No, uh, we we only raw P, uh, RP raw here." It's just like, "Oh no, <laughs> Jesus. no." We resist the changer of ways. Yeah, but uh, that being said, uh, we'll wrap it up there. This is the Camera Corner Podcast. Uh, I was your host, as always, uh, Patrick, co-host Jared. Say bye, Jared. Uh, the lube. The we'll wrap it up. I get what you're going with this. Bye, Blue Chew. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, our RPG co- uh, correspondent, uh, Bryce. Say bye, Bryce. I'm I'm awaiting what next social <laughs> experiment or hot button topic, deep issue I get invited to next. I'm waiting. I don't know. When we when we, when we decide we want to talk about all the problematic aspects of uh, Chris Perkins' Strahd fetish, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll bring you back on. Um, see, uh, but you. Found this podcast probably in a lot of different places: uh, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, Stitcher, uh, Pod, Podbean, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are in a lot of places, and all of them. If you type in Cavern Corner Podcast, we're the only thing that comes up. I've guaranteed it. Um, so please give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Uh, please don't downvote us. We don't need to be hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, YouTube removed that. Uh, YouTube but, removed dislikes, uh, but the thing is, they they removed dislikes for public. Uh, the creators still get to see them. Ah, so so are there, are, are there subscriptions? Do you, do you guys have a subscription? Like, do you, do the people get notifications when you? Oh one? yeah, I mean yeah, all all of those all those applications have you know notification systems on them. Oh, yeah. Um, so they'll know when we when we uh, upload a new episode. Okay. What have you? Um. 
you know, also in all of in all of the places that we put it, you after we in the description of the podcast, you can click a link which will send you to our Anchor FM page where you can leave a voicemail and uh, you can be part of the podcast. Uh, we'll give we'll and you know we will we'll we'll give you that airtime. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there also a donation option just for just to lean in on the show? No, no. This is like literally like you you, you get like a minute to, re- to record something like you ask a question or something like that, and then yeah. uh, and then we would answer it on on air, or, or you can just call us a bunch of idiots or you know swears or slurs. Please don't, because um, uh, I'll cry on air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like actual tears, or you can you turn it on and off as well? Actual tears, I cannot turn it on and off. Ah, damn. So please don't curse Jared out on on your voicemail, or do. I mean, I won't play it, but I'll I'll laugh. It's free content. <laughs> it's free content, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, with all with all that being said, before we start just going into you know comedic bits, we will catch you next time. Peace.